This is Healing Through Love. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some wonderful friends and loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, wellness, and so much more. Today, I have with me the wonderful Fallon Morningstar. Through personal strife and no healing support from Fallon's Western thinking practitioners to resolve digestive discomfort, insomnia, fatigue, hair loss, an irregular cycle, and emotional eating, the universe guided her to integrative and Eastern modalities. The information from Functional Diagnostic Nutrition was so transformative that Fallon became a certified practitioner herself. Through diving even deeper into missing pieces in Fallon's health, such as sexual trauma, emotional dysregulation, iron dysregulation, and thyroid issues, she knows how frustrating and lonely it can be to constantly feel like there is something missing. Fallon now guides curious, driven, health-minded women from feeling fatigued, distasteful about themselves, and disconnected from their power to feeling vitality, pleasure, and emotionally reconnected within themselves. Her guidance is done in a holistic way with functional lab testing and powerful resources so women can find the missing pieces in their story. Fallon's curiosity to optimize life continues to expand, and she lives by the motto, heal together, rise together. Very excited for you guys to hear this beautiful conversation that I have with Fallon. But before we get into that, as a friendly reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star rating as well as a review. It really helps in just extending our reach. You can also become a monthly donor to the podcast by hitting the link in the show notes to support any and every amount helps um, with just the growth of this show. So thank you all so much for your continued support. As always, please share about us on social media tag us at solidarity underscore media. And as always, you can head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the conversation with me. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can play along with. Um, And DM me guys, let me know what's going on, how you're feeling, how you're loving the show. If you're loving these episodes, if you have any questions or comments about things, um, would just love to like continue um, staying in touch with you guys one-to-one. So reach out. All right. With that, let's get into today's talk. Hi, everyone. Good to see you again. Another episode of Healing Through Love. Um, I have with me today the very lovely Fallon Morningstar. Fallon, how are you today? I'm doing great, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Excited to speak with you. Um, Let's just dive right in. Can we kind of just sort of start from the beginning um, and tell us a little bit about how your journey began? Yes, thank you for that loaded question. I feel like we could probably be here for a very long time. (laughs) Um, So I'll start with a period of time in my life that was extremely significant, and that was when I was 26. And there were some health symptoms that came up, and I got to a point where I couldn't really ignore them anymore. Things like insomnia, bloating, hair loss, more than normal, uh, body odor, emotional eating. And I had recently stopped the hormonal birth control pill. And additionally, another symptom of just feeling extremely sore, like four days after I was done weight training. And so that 
is kind of how this journey began of what's going on. I need to figure this out. And so um, a couple physicians later, I didn't get any sort of support or helpful feedback. So thankfully the universe guided me to these Eastern or functional modalities. And through that process of functional testing, you know, such as hormones, stool, saliva, um, food sensitivity, all of those was really validating to some of the things that were going on inside my system. And that led me to the certification that I have today. So I would say then my awareness grew to actually, my journey started way back in the womb as all of us, <laughs> all of us. And it's just um, been such a beautiful opportunity to continue to dive deeper into how we each become ourselves and what direction we're able to go. So I would say certainly the functional world opened my eyes to start really the journey of deep healing. That's beautiful. I mean, I, I, I can't even like thinking about even just like having a cold or something like mustering up the energy to want to go like seek help, like recognizing like, you know, there's maybe something deeper here. Um, I commend you on like being able to like go and, and like find that for yourself. And like that, the fact that it's now led you to doing the work that you're doing today is just um, a wonderful victory in a, a lot of different facets. So congratulations. And yeah. Um, can we, can you tell me a little bit about, um, so I love that you kind of said like, you know, a lot of, a lot of our problems maybe like start in the womb, right? Like we were, we're sort of born with what we've got. Was there ever a point of like, you know, uh, that imbalance of just like, I don't know, understanding that like one, this is who I am, but then also like, these are the things that I, I can engage in these practices or these technique techniques, medicines, whatever, to really improve myself. Like that, in, that sort of internal balance that you have to have for yourself. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that we all have these opportunities to really dial down our lifestyle things. And I refer to that as our epigenetics. So certainly we're all born with these genetics, but it's really those epigenetics, the lifestyle things that make us into who we are and can help guide us into who we're actually trying to be, who we would like to be. And those lifestyle things, you know, it's diet, it's rest exercise, stress reduction techniques, and emotional regulation, and supplements. So with all of those things, and including our past, there's really no, um, it's kind of like the world is your oyster of how you want to live your life. We get to choose. It's not based on our genetics. We have just this abundant amount of opportunity to choose who we actually want to be. And it's not to say that that doesn't come with a lot of challenges. <laughs> like certainly it does, but that persistent practice, who am I actually trying to be? Who do I want to show up today as? Yeah, all just beautiful, wonderful questions to ask. And I'm curious, do your... So the people that you work with, um, do you find that, are they coming to you maybe with more physical health related issues or is it that kind of like internal 
lack of uh, like self uh, confidence, self awareness, or maybe it's a combination of both where it starts as this, but really it's that internal kind of like work that needs to happen. Yeah, that's a, a great question. I would say most of the time people come to me very fatigued, but also there's this emotional disconnection with themselves. And I'll go back to like my personal example, all of these physical symptoms coming up, but deep rooted is that emotional disconnection with self. The the pool to be the high achiever, the people pleaser, and that type A personality, because we're trying, and I'm just speaking from my experience, we're trying to get the love externally that we can't call debate inside of ourselves. And so as I've been able to heal those symptoms, you know, more things have come up and more things I mean are the emotional things, the traumas that we can become aware of. So I would say it's certainly a combination of both, like looking at all of our bodies, the physical, mental, emotional. And I think as we get older, we start to see just how important that emotional side is. Like that's mm -hmm. everything and how we navigate. It's it's super fascinating for sure. I, I believe it. And like, you know, I mean, this this whole podcast is kind of like a, a result of me wanting to really dive into the more emotional side of, you know, what I was experiencing in my relationships, in my, in my health and my healing as well too, just from trauma, from past like heartbreaks and, you know, struggles and everything. And like um, the, that like, hand in hand kind of like uh, I don't uh, outcome that sort of happens of like as I'm healing the emotional kind of stuff physically I can feel like the difference just you know in my stance in my breath in like everything else because I'm releasing that sort of tension um so I definitely yeah I I, I can fully understand like the impact yeah. of like that deeper emotional work right and isn't it interesting how you know, flipping it to the physical self, how when we eat better, when we sleep well, mm -hmm. how that changes our emotional self. So it's just this like beautiful, complex, ever evolving system. You know, it's like we just continue to learn how we can work with it and just love it for all of it, all that it is. Yeah, yeah. that's lovely. And how would you say your journey has impacted or um, maybe even improved like your relationships with others? I would say the work that I do has really improved my awareness to know how I interact or how I, how I would like to interact. It, it's improved my capacity to actually listen to people without a without this like inclination to like interject or to really, um, you know, at first when I got into this work, so excited, you know, I was like, I can heal so many people. And it was really this awakening of, I don't need to save anybody. If someone wants help, like they'll, they'll ask for it. And so I think just getting into this work, it's really like, just 
leading by example and embodying that you're a guide, just like everyone is a guide for another person. And it's kind of like we're all just like guiding people back to themselves, to home. And I would say this entire experience so far has just really built this continuous awareness. Like Because when we become aware, we can better choose things. When we become aware of our thoughts, of when we become aware of how we're sleeping, everything, it's just this, all of this awareness comes from you having that curiosity and you having that drive to discover more things. Oh, that's incredible. Yes. I, that I want to like, just capture that that line that you said like that awareness really helps us to be able to choose better things you know for ourselves it feels like obvious but also hard <laughs> to practice you know in daily yeah, life. it is hard it certainly is yeah. hard yeah. yeah can you do you have like any uh, tips or insight on like how you practice that awareness like on a daily basis or anything like that yes love thank you for that question it's meditation I do that multiple times a day <laughs> and sometimes it looks different. Like right when I wake up, um, I do like a couple odds and ends things, but then I'm, I'm meditating because I want to set myself up for a good day. Say if we had a, a dream that wasn't, wasn't that great, you know, let's not allow that dream to impact our day. So like, let's focus on that mindset piece of what am I trying to create today? And again, how do I want to show up today? And that really helps my system, my nervous system be grounded because certainly we get woken up from, you know, lower blood sugar or high cortisol. That's how we get woken up. And so, you know, most of the time we'll have to hop in the shower and get ready quickly for work. And it's just this, like, we're in our mind all day. So I found that with the meditation practice in the morning, as well as the nighttime, is a really beautiful like encapsulation of um, how we can show up better. That's yeah. awesome. That's so great. And it's so true, too. Like, I, I realized um, when I... Uh, engaged more in like some sort of like daily practice. So I, I practice Nichiren Buddhism, which um, doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not so much meditation, but it's chanting, which, which can be a meditative process. But um, as I really like, you know, determined to be more consistent with it, I realized when I wake up in the morning, like waking up almost felt like a traumatic or like anxious act itself. Like my alarm's going off and I'm kind of like, waking up from this place of like <laughs> fear almost and so yeah. to take so take a moment even just like lying in my bed to just breathe chant, like t like let my senses sort of come online as opposed to just like hop out of bed and like let's go you know like then i'm moving from that place of anxiety as opposed to just like taking that moment to just say okay let me calm down yeah. <laughs> like, let me regulate. i love that that's yeah. awesome because I, I used to be that way too. And still today, I, I have to, it's like we have to consistently train ourselves mm -hmm. to be like, wait a second, you know, because the, our environment and society just keeps pushing, <laughs> you know, yeah. keeps pushing us to look at these things, to do this, to get the next best thing. And it's just like, well, let's just take a pause. It's okay to, to take a pause and have that 
space. Give us that space. Mm-hmm. So I love the chanting part. I feel like I could certainly incorporate more of that in my life. Absolutely. Or even just like positive affirmations, you know, just like just something to kind of set your day off on that, like you said, on that positive tone. And it really does like just carry out, you know, throughout, you know, the rest of your time for sure. And and yeah. like at, at night closing it off too, it, it's a good practice to develop. Um, yeah. For from like maybe your perspective of like, you know, just society as 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 a whole, do you think that there are things that we need to start, um, you know, just shifting or going against um, that maybe like society is like telling us? You touched on some of those things, but if you want to just like kind of as you've been um, in your in your process, in your journey um, and doing your work, have you found that there are continuous things that we just need to kind of push up against in society in order to just get to our healing a little bit easier? Mm. Um. Yes, I feel like if we're talking about what we're getting wrong in kind of like our relationships, because I want to say relationships are everything, a relationship with yourself, with your work, with, with everything. So taking it from the perspective of relationships, I think society is really, um, it's sharing that it's a breeze, I would say. Society, like relationships are a breeze because we see example for in social media, the highlights, like, oh, I'm having a great time. We're in Cabo or blah, 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 you know? (laughs) And I think that's all we see. So that's what we think. Just like with movies, Hallmark movies, (laughs) you know, just like those fantasy types of lives. And I would say that relationships are a decision. In my current relationship, speaking from a romantic sense, relationships mirror back to us things that we don't see ourselves. And and we do that with the other person. So if our romantic partner is mirroring things back, it's kind of like, okay, I probably need to heal this. And look a little deeper. So I think that society is just wrong in saying that relationships are easy because it's just this continuous decision of having that courage to work deeper. Because most of us are like, oh, there's more fish in the sea. I'll just hop to the next person. And the same thing comes up. So again, it's that decision to look deeper and have the courage within yourself to do that. And I would say that's probably one thing. (laughs) The second thing that society, I think, is getting a little bit wrong is that masculine and feminine polarity between male and female. Typically, we'll see the man being masculine while the female is feminine, but certainly that could be different. You know, we both have these energies within us, but um, that polarity in relationships is so important to, it's kind of like a battery. You have a plus side and you have a negative side and it works because there's equal parts here. And I think that society is really pushing women into that masculine role when at their core, they're feminine. And so it's like we're 
trying to balance this relationship with these wounded parts. And we keep getting triggered. Our trauma responses are triggered. And I would say that due to the food system as well, because like there's more soy, which is more an estrogenic type of food. So when we're consuming these things, maybe we have higher estrogen levels, which makes this dynamic even more impactful. So not just, and that's society too, you know, because, you know, the production of soy products or the production of these types of soy-based things that raise, that imbalance our hormones, our natural hormones, can certainly play a part in these dynamics. You know, food, food is medicine, you know, we need food to, to survive and thrive. So, um, yeah, to kind of come back around, I would say that masculine, feminine polarity is a bit confusing if you just look at society and what they're they're pushing us to do. Yeah, and wow, that's that's such an interesting fact. By the way, I'm now gonna be like looking for soy and everything that I eat. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree, and I think for a really long time, um, well, I think naturally I'm I'm more comfortable in my masculine. But now I'm realizing that, yeah, maybe that was a societal sort of just like inset for me of just like this is this is success, right? If you want to be successful, you need to be this. And if you want to be powerful and strong, right, like all of these kind of like terms that um, I, I felt like I needed in order to keep myself protected or in order to achieve goals. Now I'm just sort of like, well, that doesn't that's not really it doesn't feel like holistic to who I am like it's not obviously everybody has both within them but for me to live so long within it only the past couple years have I really started to dive more into like my feminine side and just like at first I was kind of like this doesn't feel normal or this doesn't feel familiar to me right like it doesn't feel like I should be doing this or yeah um, I'm gonna Right. Like I'm going to be in danger if I, you know, engage in my feminine. But it really started to open up my understanding of like all sides of myself, all my authentic self of like, no, I, I enjoy this. I actually enjoy like receiving and, you know, digging into my emotional side or, you know, all of these other things. Do you have like insight on how people can really tap in more to their feminine side? Yeah, I love the question. And I feel like right in parallel with you of just really discovering that feminine side and actually having the courage to allow her to come out because in in my experience really that masculine has been the familiar and the stable because I didn't have a stable masculine so I was it and (laughs) yeah I think that's a lot of us you know we don't feel safe so we take that role and Um, you know, it takes a lot of courage for us to step into our feminine. And I would say just from my personal experience, it really started from that nervous system regulation, establishing safety in my system. So then I could have the opportunity to expand because we can't expand when we're not safe. So the nervous system tools for example you know even um looking at peter levine's work or dr stephen porges and really like the trauma realm 
if you were to implement some somatic experiencing practices, you know, such as containment or there's one that's called the VU, like those are things that can shift your system into feeling safer. And so over time, I've noticed in myself this bigger capacity to be curious with myself. You know, I felt like for a while I was very shut down, disconnected. And after these tools, which I still implement because I love them. <laughs> um, after that, I would say, if you feel safe enough, going those baby steps in the next direction of cultivating your own pleasure practice or your own intimate practice and also dancing. <laughs> you yes, know, dancing yes. by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> well, moving your hips. <laughs> like yeah. it's gonna feel weird and very awkward, and uh, that's okay. Like it's just you connecting with yourself. But um, those are kind of like the two things that really stood out to me. And you know, my practice is always evolving. I'm no expert. You know, it takes a years to really reconnect with yourself. And I'll just throw another important point if you have had been on like a contraceptive like a hormonal contraceptive and I'll give you like my example I was on the pill from age 16 to 26 so 10 years I was feeding myself synthetic estrogen and fortified iron and it was depleting my mineral status and so that is hugely disconnecting because it's disconnecting our brain to our ovaries. And over 10 years, it's, it's, um, it can just have a lot of uh, side effects mm. that mm. maybe you just won't, you know, if it's depleting your minerals, you just won't have that, that perfect reproductive system, if that makes sense. So maybe you do have challenges with fertility and et cetera, et cetera. So from that standpoint, I would just say continuously be gentle with yourself and your experiences and just be compassionate and loving for everything that you've been through. Absolutely. And when in doubt, move those hips, you know, just put, <laughs> yes. on, put on some Lizzo and just dance around. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, Fallon, my last question for you. How do you feel like you heal through love? How do I feel like I healed? I feel like I'm still in this ever evolving healing path. But I would honestly say having this continuous curiosity for discovering more about myself on that, that intimate and like pleasure level like the deeper that we can go with ourselves, the more healing that we can experience. And a lot of times that deeper stuff is that dark part, is <laughs> the, the hidden part that you don't wanna look at because you're scared to. And the more that we can integrate and look at all parts of us and love it all, that's when we can experience the deep healing. And I would say I'm still in there, <laughs> you know, it's, it takes so long and it's, it's always, it's a part of the journey in this human experience. 
So it's like, it's not to rush the process of I need to like heal myself, but I would say just getting deeper with yourself. That's how we heal through love. Beautiful answer. Perfection. I love it. Thank you so much for, for talking with me today. Um, how can people find you? How can we keep up with your journey? Yeah, I wanted to say thank you so much for having me. This has been really a awesome experience, but if people would love to connect, they can look at Instagram at Fallon Hunter Morningstar, or they can email me. That would also be a, a good connection. It's discover at FallonMorningstar.com. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, Fallon. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.